You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the will explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! Hi, Avalon. Hi, Diana. And hi, we... Bree. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know if we were pretending like it was just us or not. So. No, no, we don't lie here on Femsplained. <laughs> uh, welcome to Femsplained. Femsplained is a Fems-only clubhouse podcast where the Fems have the mic, but all gender identities are welcome to listen, laugh, and learn with us. Uh, in all of our many previous episodes, Avalon and Diana, two queer femme human beings, chat about our experiences dealing and enjoying nerd culture. Uh, but we have recently decided to bring in other femme voices to talk about things that we maybe don't really know much about. And it is very exciting uh, to have Brie here with us um, we can't say what the topic is yet. You'll just have to wait. We have to have a man explain it to us first before we can talk about it. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Avalon, what has nerd culture done for you lately since we last recorded? So I actually thought about this question ahead of time for the first time. So I'm, I'm so ready proud of you. to be slightly succinct. <laughs> um, so I started a ESO character last night which has been pretty fun uh i had tried to play elder scrolls online um gosh probably a couple years ago but i didn't have any friends who would play with me and then i started grad school and so it just vanished but uh suddenly people in our friend group are interested in it so i'm jumping on board with that and uh our my my formerly in-person dnd group is slowly starting to figure out how to zoom and and make it work uh so that's been pretty fun we're playing a campaign of all bards who are kind of like a washed up pop band yes doing like <laughs> scooby-doo like i don't know solving mysteries so it's been uh it's been fun that's awesome yeah uh for me lately uh it, it, we went through a little bit of a, a spell where I wasn't really like cre- working on anything or. Um, <laughs> it was like a spell of like two weeks. So it felt <laughs> what, like a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm working on a couple of projects that I have to be super secret about uh, until they are officially released. But I'm very excited. I'm, I'm working on a project um, with some very dear RPG friends of mine from the Twitter sphere. And uh, I'm very, I'm just, it's just nice to be like, to be working on something that's just for fun. It, these are not like things that are going to be like monetized or sold. It's just like, let's just do some, some nerd stuff together. Um, so that's, that's been nice. And, uh, and we have Brie on with us. Uh, Brie, tell us a little bit about yourself and what kind of nerdy stuff you like. Um, okay, uh, I like all the things, but, (laughs) um, I am a content creator for TTRPG specifically. Also, I apologize for the truck that just passed me. Um, I didn't uh, hear it, actually. 
Oh, good. Um, so I do a lot of TTRPG stuff. Um, I'm currently with LFM, uh, LFM uh, Productions, and I'm actually in two of their campaigns right now. One that premieres in September, and the other uh, we just started recording last night, and we released uh, some press releases for that. And it's called Conspiracy in the Stars, and it uh, follows the dark matter mechanics, which it's really cool, and it's like science fiction and stuff, um, so it's awesome. Uh, so I do that. I do a lot of um, digital illustration and everything, um, and I also do some graphic design. And um, I'm also a very avid uh, LARPer, and I try to do that when I can, but unfortunately right now we can't because, right. well, you know, corona, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I love video games. I love D&D, obviously. Um, and cosplaying when I can too. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to dabble in everything that I can. So (laughs) are you playing any video games right now? Yes, actually. Uh, we are, well, my roommates and I are really into dead by daylight right now because it is so much fun and it's so addicting. Um, I just got done playing The Last of Us 2, which I have some opinions about. Yeah, we, we both are not to. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, have, we have some opinions. It's fine. Um, and, uh, and then I was playing Beyond Two Souls because I hadn't played Beyond Two Souls in a while. I really like story-driven games. Those are my, those are my ish. So, so yeah. Um, oh, I feel that. Yes. <laughs> Same. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, we're really excited to have you and to yeah. talk about things with you. Uh, but before we get and jump into the topic, of course, we really uh, need a man to come in here and explain it to us very confidently um, mm-hmm. so that we know what to say as Ben <laughs> spoke. Uh, so, Mansplain Minute, take it away. In a Mansplain Minute. Putting one minute on the man watch and go. Live action role play. LARPing, if you will. It's not my job to yuck anybody's yum. Well, actually, that's literally my job. I just think, as a 32-year-old man, I'm a little bit old to be running around, playing pretend, waving around, I mean, what are essentially toys, right? Big old Nerf bats and Nerf arrows and all that. It's just a little childish, isn't it? Haven't we outgrown make-believe as adults? Anyway, I'd love to talk about this more, but I need to go paint about a hundred minifigures before my D&D campaign this afternoon. I'm playing a druid, and it seems like I'm a hermit, but actually, I have this whole dark past in which I was a noble person, but then I was betrayed by my lover. Well, I really can't get into it. Suffice it to say, LARPing is for kids. And that's your Mansplain Minute. Well, that <laughs> Bree's face <laughs> exploding from the inside out. <laughs> and that's why we like it when we get to hear it before we record. Yes. Fuel us. <laughs> yes, fuel us. <laughs> uh, so, Bree, uh, I will say up front that both Avalon and I have very, very tangential or 
limited experience with LARP. So we're really excited to have somebody talk about it who actually has some experience with it and knows about it. Um, so basically go nuts. Give me the, uh, (laughs) give me the, the rundown. What is it? Like, I mean, I know what it stands for, but what, what would you describe it as? Um, a technical, not a technical term, but it's, it's a term that a lot of LARPers use because it is this thing. Um, think of it as immersive theater. Um, a lot of people don't think that theater doesn't coincide with it, but there are so many theater mechanic, theatrical mechanics in LARP. Um, and, uh, it, it requires so much acting. It requires to be in the moment, basically. Um, and like our, our mansplainer said, it is live action role play. Um, sometimes just to give people who've never LARPed before, it's basically like a TTRPG on its feet. So you actually get to play as the characters in this world. Um, I actually started uh, LARPing in November of 2019, so I'm relatively still new to it. Um, and I've only been to three technically. Um, the first one that I went to was a wizard school one, and the second one that I went to was uh, another wizard school one, actually, uh, Albion School of Sorcery up in uh, Wisconsin. And that was, like, my first LARP that I actually, like, felt everything that I was supposed to feel. Um, and it's kind of like an escape for a lot of people uh, myself included, um, you literally get to create this character, go in depth with the character, and you get to go to this world that these people have beautifully constructed, and you get to live in the world for about three or four days, and it's awesome, um, and now that, you know, COVID has kind of taken over our lives and everything, um, there's this new, uh, basically movement of virtual LARPing, which I was a part of a, like a space Viking LARP um, in May, and it was called Valhalla, and it was the same company that, uh, that hosted Albion, and we were kind of, we weren't necessarily skeptical, we were very hopeful about it, and we were like, you know, this may or may not work, because I mean, technology is hit or miss, And it actually ended up being a really good game. And the virtual part of it just added to the science fiction side of it. And we mess around. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, and we got to make... we got to make really cool special effects. We got to mess with our backgrounds. Like, it just worked. And it like, it added to, you know, oh, our ship happens to be like a huge supercomputer or, you know, we have to send these transmissions to each other. And it just, it was, it clicked so beautifully. Um, But yeah, LARP, there are uh, different types of LARPs, which I'm still trying to become knowledgeable about myself. Um, But I think the ones that I've been to are parlor LARPs. And parlor LARPs are more intimate LARPs. They're uh, smaller groups of people. Whereas a lot of uh, people think that buffer LARPs, which are the ones that you think of where people are actually fighting with foam swords, Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of taken over the view of LARP, but people need to kind of understand that, you know, there are LARPs that are story driven, that are more intimate, that are smaller, and they don't necessarily consist of fighting. Like the wizard school LARPs that I went to, I mean, we had dueling classes, 
but we didn't fight each other. I mean, there was like a giant final scene at the end of one of them where we had to fight off something, but you know, it's not all about, you know, being these like D and D S characters hitting each other. Um, telling stories and you're changing lives and you're creating these beautiful characters that you hold on to for a very long time. Um, Albion actually uh, I had a character named Solstice and I think about her every now and then because I mean you get to be people that you want to be in your real life and you know uh, unfortunately a lot of us nerds have insecurities and like you know mental illness and everything gets in the way of of a lot of stuff but when you're LARPing you know you kind of forget about that and you get to be unapologetic and you get to be this person that you envision yourself to be and who you are you know that person came from you for a reason so um I don't know I just think that's the beautiful thing of LARP and also just meeting people like-minded people that you didn't think existed And then you finally get to meet these people in person and they're just so welcoming and so warm. Um, And I mean, granted, you know, every community has its toxicities, but um, I don't, I I wouldn't have started my platform if it weren't for LARP. So, um, so yeah. Uh, Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. So I have so many questions from just what you said, just because, uh, First, I want to say that you, you totally you, sold it. Yeah, you totally yeah. sold it. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like mad off the I'm not doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go out the door. Right. Um, but I think that I've had so many people try to like get me uh, into LARP because I am in like the gaming sphere. And, you mm-hmm. know, so you occasionally run into people who are like, oh, come do this with me. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have never had anyone explain to me that there are different types between like the buffer and the, the what did you call it? You said it was um, parlor. Parlor? Parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never, uh, no one's ever told me that. And so I have hesitations. Not that mm-hmm. I don't think buffer LARP would be fun. I definitely do. But I have mm-hmm. hesitations about going to a group I don't know very well and allowing yeah. people to to touch me with things. Right. You know, but like, but knowing that there are other types of this Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily involve that is like, why wouldn't anyone tell me? (laughs) And and, uh, as far as like the different types and everything, I didn't know about that personally until, uh, uh Oh, Burns actually told me about this. Um, Oh, I love, she's a, she's a friend of mine. And she kind of was explaining to a group of our friends that, you know, there are different types and everything goes into different types of LARPs. Um, I will say as far as like, you know, the physicality of everything, smart companies who, who put on these LARPs, they have, um, they have consent meetings with all the players beforehand. Um, they go over, uh, signals like hand signals, um, especially when you're like in a heated moment with another character and you can't necessarily be like, Hey, stop. As the player, I'm not comfortable. You can just throw up a hand sign. Okay. Eh, or, you know, this, this is like the universal LARP sign, uh, fist on the forehead, um, for, Hey, I'm out of character. Let me ask you a question as the player. Um, so yeah, it's, 
it's all about what kind of company you're going to and if you can trust them and if they have those safety mechanics beforehand and they make it a safe environment you will nine times out of ten be comfortable and this is coming from a person who has like really bad social anxiety and loses energy from people very quickly um I was really hesitant because uh, Albion was the first LARP that I went to by myself. Um, oh, and wow. so I was like, oh my God, new people. Oh my God, I'm going to this by myself. Like what's happening? But once those uh, mechanics and once those foundations were set in stone, I felt so much better. And I felt like welcomed. I didn't feel nervous. And I kind of just jumped right into it. Um, so, yeah, and, like, especially if you have, like, a theater background or something that's, like, relatively close to it, you, you know, you have that muscle memory of this is, ha- this is what acting is supposed to be, that it kind of kicks in, and you're just like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what this is. It's acting. It's, it's, it's acting. And um, thankfully, you know, I have a degree in theater performance. That's what my degree's in. And um, so I had to kind of fall back on that and be like, okay, this is what you do professionally. So like, <laughs> just do it without a script. It's, it's improvisation. So, um, so yeah, I, I didn't mean to say that to like scare anyone out there or you, or you both, but. Um, no, but yeah. no, made me more uh, yeah. intrigued for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my very limited experience that I'm hesitant to even call LARPing is that there's mm-hmm. an event near me that sort of advertises itself as like a pirate LARPing event, but mm-hmm. it, on the ground, it's just people who want to just party. So not yeah. only are there tremendous consent issues, um, mm-hmm. but everybody is, a, is just across the spectrum in terms of their actual interest in being in character Mm -hmm. Um, so the company tries to set up little events, uh, but it, it just kind of falls apart and it's very uncomfortable. Uh, cause you got a lot of people who just want to day drink in pirate clothes, right? People who are walking around in character. It just doesn't, it doesn't really work. So that's, yeah, it's interesting to see the structure that you're describing. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, Moonrise LARP games is the name of the company that held Albion and, I always, I always talk about them and I always mention them when I uh, talk about LARP because everything was just so seamless as far as, you know, making sure that the players were comfortable. Now, you know, in, in another universe, if I ran a LARP company, I don't care about the story. I don't care about how much work I put into the story. If my players are not comfortable, then that LARP is going to fall apart and nobody's going to have fun and the story's just going to kind of be null and void because I mean like who would want to jump into a story if they're uncomfortable and unfortunately in the LARP community there's been a lot of cases of um, uh, trigger warning uh, sexual assault and you know a lot of harassment and everything there's a lot of sexism that goes into the LARP community unfortunately and that's why companies can't be negligent they can't you know be lazy about that stuff because it's more than just getting people into one place just to you know do this thing you have to go through every single detail have a backup plan for your backup plan um and so that's why I take it so seriously especially um when I'm a GM of my um homebrew even when 
even if we're not touching each other, even if we're not speaking to like, you know, getting intimate with each other. I always have that consent uh, talk with my players because I mean, it's, it should be common sense by now. It really should be. Um, fortunately, it's not for some people, but, um, yeah. but yeah, comfortability is number one. And if I don't feel comfortable at that LARP, then I'm not going to go to it. It's just that simple. So. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it's very interesting to me because I always felt this way, you know, going back when I was, you know, first getting into TPRPGs, like mm-hmm. years ago, I always felt like it, it felt like common sense to me that more femme people would love this thing because it has so much uh, involving storytelling, involving collaboration, involving mm-hmm. like building something together. But the fact that you didn't see that as much made me, you know, made me hesitant about how much I wanted to get involved in it. And I think mm-hmm. that we were all collectively feeling that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like once we made our own spaces where we could build in like safety as a, mm-hmm. as a backdrop, then all of a sudden everybody's opening their curtains and being like, is it safe to be in this now? We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to be in this. Right. And it seems like you're kind of painting this, a similar picture mm-hmm. with, with LARP. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's, it's a little more scary. I don't want to say that one is worse than the other because I mean, anything, any uncomfortability of that nature of that extreme nature is not okay. But, um, it's a little bit scarier because people can actually touch you in LARPs. Whereas with TTRPG, you know, it's getting described to you, which is still not okay. And right. people, and people want to want to make the argument that because it's being described to you, it doesn't count as assault or harassment. Yes, it does. Because I didn't give consent for you to do that to my character or have that character do that to my other character, you know? Um, it shouldn't be a gray area and right. it shouldn't, it's it, like, it's literally like reading a bad fan fiction about your character and something's happening to your character. And you're like, I didn't say that was okay. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right. um, but, um, and instead but yeah. of them posting that fan fiction somewhere else on the internet, they're reading right. it out loud at your face. Exactly. <laughs> like, yes. <it's- laughs> and I'm just like, I didn't ask for this. Like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. There's, there's so much, there's so much with LARP that I'm still trying to learn. But um, one thing that I was nervous about going into it was, you know, I'm creating this character. I don't know if I'm going to be able to act, act to them correctly. I don't know if it's going to come off a certain way. It is very, and that's why I say sometimes it's uh, TTRPG on its feet, because it's very similar to the mechanics of you sit down and you are this character at the table, um, only you're just walking around as this character. You embody this character. Um, so that's why when a lot of TTRPGers are like, you know, I'm very hesitant about LARP because it's kind of nerve wracking because I actually have to be that character now. Um, 
I tell them to think about it as you are walking around on a giant map that is the world of your game. And um, basically, you have this mental D20 that is like, should I make this choice? What should I say now? Let me go ahead and roll it. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't make this choice. Maybe I shouldn't say these things. Um, and it translates very well because, um, because some games have rules where it's like you're not allowed to touch certain things in the building because they are cursed or you're not allowed to uh, do this to another person because they are of another house or they're another team or something like that. Um, so it's a lot more similar than people think that it is. And I think that's why I got really comfortable with LARP really quickly. It was because I've been playing, uh, I've been playing D and D and TTRPGs ever since I want to say like 2015, 2016. So I already had like a good grasp on, um, what exactly like improvising as another character is and stuff like that. And also I was very fortunate enough to have, theater experience so um so yeah uh and all of this to say whoever is out there and wants to experiment with LARP you do not have to be a theater person to enjoy LARP you do not I promise you you do not have to be a theater person actually some of the best LARPers are non-theater people and that is like the coolest thing to me because I I personally believe that anyone can act but um but yeah, you do not have to be a theater person to enjoy yourself and be that character and do the thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would think that um, staying in character would actually be somewhat easier or less intimidating in the setting mm -hmm. that you're describing because you don't have to constantly pull yourself out of it to do some math and then right. like jump back in and out all the yep. time. Um, mm -hmm. wow. So yeah. it, in a way it sounds intimidating, but it also kind of seems like it would be smoother. Yeah, and you are in character most of the time. I will say that um, there are these moments called basically like cool down moments after every day at Albion. We had like a moment where we separated ourselves from our characters because LARP, ble uh, LARP bleed is a very real thing. Um, if, if people don't know what LARP bleed is, it is when your character psychologically bleeds into your actual psyche. So with Solstice, um, she was very similar to me. And I kind of know now to, you know, I can have traits of myself in, in a character, but I'm going to try next time not to make the character very similar to me. Because after I got home, I was very depressed. I started taking on her gloom. I started taking on her darkness and everything. And it's very important. Another, things that, another thing that companies should take into consideration is having that cool down moment like a couple of hours to give the players um a chance to come back into themselves and drop the character just so they can go home and be safe mentally um and you know if you're going through LARP bleed reach out to your friends talk to them about it especially if they went to the LARP with you like talk to them about it tell them how you're feeling get that stuff out because it will fester and it will, it will cause some harm if it's not dealt with correctly. Um, what Tiffany, who, uh, Tiffany Schaefer is like the founder of Moonrise LARP Games. Uh, she was basically, you know, saying 
whenever we talked out of character, there would be times where we say, you know, I made the decision to go ahead and get the book off the shelf. And she's like, you didn't, your character did. So say Solstice decided to go and take the book off the shelf. And just verbiage like that helped too, um, just to differentiate who was who. Because it, again, it would start blending together and you would start speaking in first person, like I did this and I did this. No, your character did this and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm going off on so many tangents. We love those. <laughs> That's the we're, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so, have um, maybe a scene that has happened that was particularly impactful or interesting that you could maybe share a description of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I keep going back to Solstice because like Albion was just such a good game. It was such a good game. Um, so Solstice had this entity that was attached to her from birth and it was because her parents made a contract with uh, an evil being uh, for her life. Uh, however, they said, no, um, that's not gonna happen because it's our child. And in, the, and in turn, the being killed her parents and gave her this kind of lifelong entity. So there would be times during the game where she would start getting possessed. She would become a different person. She would start saying things. She would start doing things that are out of character for her. And uh, finally, finally, uh, all of her housemates were like, you know what, we're getting tired of this, so let's do a whole exorcism. And so literally, she went through an entire exorcism process, which was actually done really well. It wasn't like, it wasn't cheesy. It, it was actually really dramatic. And like, me as the player, I was like, oh my god. Um, I was like bawling and everything, and like, Solstice was a mess. And... Um, once it was done, uh, <laughs> once it was done, uh, Solstice kind of just fell into uh, her housemate's arms and just started crying. And then uh, suddenly this other being that is like supposedly evil, uh, he walked in and like he started asking her questions to see if she came back and and he was like, so uh, he's like, tell me, what is your name? And then she was like, my name is Solstice. And everyone was like, oh, thank God, she's back. Um, and then after that, at the day after, we had to save the school. And it was crazy. Um, but yeah, that exorcism, it, it got me. I was feeling I was feeling it. She was feeling it. Everyone was feeling it. So, <laughs> so that's, like a, that's like an example of stuff that could happen at a LARP. It gets crazy, but in the best way possible. Yeah, <laughs> I can like feel... Like, just imagining myself in that kind of a character situation, I can mm -hmm. feel, like, real adrenaline, like, in yep. my chest. Like, yep. like, <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Does – I would love to know more about Solstice because clearly Solstice mm -hmm. is, like, uh, a, an important character to you. So yeah. I would love to know, like, um, does Solstice – or did Solstice at that event or in general, like have a person that is like maybe a best friend or a partner or a, uh, someone that they like is really important? Mm -hmm. So uh, my friend, uh, her name's Eloise, uh, as the player, her name's Eloise. But uh, her character's name was Marlene. Marlene was a space cadet in the sense of, 
she wore foil <laughs> on her head and she was just always like she was so eccentric and like she all she was basically the perfect balance to solstice who was for lack of a better term an e-girl um, yeah she, yeah she balanced out that darkness and her and solstice became so close and whenever something would happen to either of them they were always there for each other and when one was hurt the other one was hurt um and the entire time she kind of kept solstice grounded and she kept her within herself and you know she was the one to say throughout everything that it was going to be okay and solstice kind of needed that because i mean she was going through a lot especially with this entity making her life a living hell um and marlene was the one to take her to the side and be like breathe you can do this. You got this. Like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. I'm here for you. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I miss, I miss Eloise so much because like, even outside of our characters, we became super close and we're still like best friends. And we, um, we talk when we can, but like, I miss that girl. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Solstice had, and she also had her roommates, uh, not her roommates, her housemates too, um her i feel like her house was definitely close by the end of that because all of them we were kind of the mystical know-it-alls but not in the arrogant sense like we just had a lot of vast knowledge about or i guess they had a lot of vast knowledge about um the divine and like the otherworldly things and the magic that you couldn't necessarily see everyone came to us for that knowledge. Um, and so everyone was having kind of their moment of, you know, I'm about to break down. I'm, I feel like I can't go any further. And everyone was there for everyone, including our, um, our uh, house, our house leader. Um, so yeah, it, there was so much character arc, so much story and like so much beginning, middle, end. And the main story of Albion helped with that too. And another thing that this company did so brilliantly is that before the game started, uh, during character creation, uh, they asked us, they were like, you know, what would you like to achieve with this character? Like, what is their end goal? Um, how can we help facilitate that? And they did. Everyone in that, like everyone in that LARP got facilitated. And, like, things that we wanted to do, we got to do. And things that we wanted to go through, we got to go through. And we got to experience and everything. And they were just so kind about it. And they were like, you know, we want to help you tell the story as much as we want to tell it. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, like, uh, clearly they put so much uh, attention into this. And obviously, like, oh, yeah. you know, most of the attention, you know, as either say like a game designer or game master or mm -hmm. a LARP company in, in this case, like doesn't necessarily have to be revolving around like how much you're driving the story, but how much many tools you're giving to mm -hmm. the people who are playing. Like if you're giving all of them, like all the tools Mm -hmm. that they need to make their story then you're then you're succeeding right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and they had it to and they had it in a way 
where you didn't even notice that you were achieving your goals. You were kind of just doing it and you didn't really stop to think, oh, I'm actually doing this until the end. You're like, wow, I actually went through an entire character development and it was because of the mechanics of the story and how they were and how they wrote the script and how they were basically prepared for all outcomes. Um, the NPCs and LARP games are all basically like DMs um, that are like scattered throughout this world. Um, rather than someone is controlling the NPCs, they are controlling themselves and they have to be ready for the choices that the players make. And then they kind of like conglomerate together and are like, okay, so my player made this choice. Uh, what do I do? Help. And then they have to like come <laughs> up with, <laughs> it was a lot of that. Um, apparently I almost broke the game with a choice that I made. I can't remember what happened, but <laughs> my house, uh, my house leader, uh, he told me afterward, he was like, yeah, you almost broke the game. And I'm like, oh no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just being ready for all those choices. Um, and uh, for Valhalla, which was the uh, space Viking one that I did, I was actually an NPC for that, which was very interesting because I'd never been an NPC before. And so I got to see the other side of things. So much planning goes into it. And for Valhalla, we had to actually write out what was going to happen with our particular group of players. And so I also got experience of trying to write a story that um, was so like was so skeleton like to where if my players made a certain choice I'd had to be I, I had to be ready for it um and uh Valhalla was really cool too even though it was like virtual I wish it could have been on its feet it would have been mm. so cool but um like I said I think the technology aspect just it was perfect for it it happened the way it was supposed to happen um and they're actually on season two right now, which is really great. Um, I couldn't because of LFM stuff, but, um, but yeah, uh, NPC work is really cool too. So I would, I would encourage TTRPGers to be an NPC if you don't feel comfortable being a player just yet. Because at least with NPC, you do have a structure of what you're doing and you have a script that you can go off of just in case. Um, and you usually know what's going to happen. Uh, so there's a little bit more preparation for that and not as much improv. I mean, there's still improv, but uh, you at least have a roadmap of where you're going and what you're trying to do. And, you know, you kind of just go off the care, you go off the players. So it's very much like DMing. So yeah, that's a tangent about, about NPCs. <laughs> so NPCs in a, in the capacity of a LARP are like, instead of me as a GM at a D&D table or whatever, uh, you know, narrating all the different voices of all the, all the NPCs, in a LARP, you have people playing them. So yes. like the, the either allies, enemies, et cetera, are all mm -hmm. played by actual people who are out mm -hmm. in, the, in the world making it yep. that much more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. And... It's actually, I actually like NPCs in, uh, in a LARP setting a little more because as a GM, you know, NPCs can get confusing. Yeah. <laughs> they can get confusing. And uh, sometimes it's like, oh, uh, who am I now? Oh, yeah, that's supposed to happen. Ugh, but, yes. um, 
in a LARP setting, you get to stick to one and you're that person the entire time. Uh, so you don't have to necessarily worry about like multiple people and telling multiple things and you know, it, it, it can get confusing, but yeah, yeah. it's person the whole time. Um, the campaign that I run, my players really like to force NPCs to join them, like <laughs> sessions. And I am not great at voice work, and it's just like it's always very difficult. So the idea of being able to like really sink into one NPC feels like you know, a relief. <laughs> you know, kudos to, to DMs and GMs that are so good at voice work. Uh, that is one thing that I wish I could be better at is. Yeah voice acting I'm trying but like <laughs> it's really really hard but like kudos to those dms and gms that can just whip out voices um I'm actually playing with a voice actor in conspiracy and the other campaign that's supposed to be um that's supposed to be premiering in um in September and he is phenomenal and like every time he has different characters I'm just like Oh, okay. That's not fair. It's fine. That's cool. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, all right. So, so you mentioned several times that like theater it comes into this a lot. That there's like a lot of theater aspect to it, which makes so much sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I just didn't really connect the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a former theater kid, mm-hmm. I would love to know. Do you have, and this can be about Solstice or any of your characters, um, but is there like a little detail that is not really a major part of Solstice's character, but like something that helps you get into character? Like, you know, something that's really random and almost inconsequential, like their favorite food or like (laughs) their favorite movie or something. Something that helps me get into character... I'd probably say for Solstice in particular, I think, like I said a little bit earlier, she embodies what I want to strengthen about myself. So I kind of just thought about those things and I just put them into a person and I became, and I started to think like that person. Um, I started to be that person and I started to, kind of separate my thoughts from hers um, uh, because that's kind of a thing that I do now um, is separate my character's thoughts from my own just so I can be safe. But um, I started to think about her motives and I started to think about her goals and mm. why she's there at Albion. Um, and I kind of just pushed Brie into the back of my mind um, I still kept her there because like, whoo, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's just about starting your thought process with me, like starting my thought process as that character. Um, because the long, the thing that I did for the longest time when I was acting before I got into t- like TTRPG wholeheartedly and LARP and everything is I would act blindly I wouldn't think, like, when I was on stage or anything, I, I don't remember, I never remember thinking while I was as this character. Um, even though I was taught in school, you know, you need to have a thought process the entire time. Um, I started to have a thought process as I was solstice, and it helped so, 
so much because it gave a roadmap of what she was supposed to do, um, how she was supposed to say certain things, her physicality, how she um, how she would look, uh, how she would look at someone, uh, how she would like you know twitch her hands whenever she'd get anxious, things that I don't do. Um, just I guess just making just making those decisions and constantly thinking about you know, how this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, how this character would react to a certain thing. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just, because I know we're really digging into Solstice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <you're right>. yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I, I, I love but, Solstice. I haven't, talk, I haven't talked about her in so long, so go ahead. <laughs> I, is she um, retired, Is you know, or does that character come back? Because it sounds like you do a lot of different settings, so maybe she isn't appropriate for a space viking as she is for a wizard school, oh. but... Um. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, Valhalla, I, I was actually a different character. Um, their name was Cole, but uh, for Solstice, she's actually returning in February, hopefully, February 2021, because Albion is having a chapter two. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I really, really hope to the universe that it happens. Um, but I mean, if not, it, it doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, she's going to return and um, uh, she's going to continue her story. I don't know what's going to happen. Because, I mean, her little demon friend is gone. So, yeah, I was just thinking that, like, that must have been, like, her most, like, significant, like, arc. Mm -hmm. And now that that's resolved, like, you kind of get to find a new passion, a new new conflict for her, a new thing that she's going to care about. That's that's pretty cool. I, I actually have a couple of ideas but and it does have to do with that entity but i mean i guess we'll see what happens because at the same time we also have to save the school so oh yeah yeah. right right yeah so i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm really excited for her to return because i miss her um and uh for valhalla i was cole who was a space captain of uh the ship was called the Havid Reconnaissance Vessel. And basically, my ship had the ability to go invisible in space. And we were connected to elder gods um, of the Nordic, like, mythology. and stuff. It was insane. And it was so cool. And I felt like a badass on the regular because Cole was just this captain. And they had been through so much. Um, but... I don't know. She just, she just taught me, she's taught me so much about patience and like, and that's another thing about these LARP characters. They teach you so many lessons that you didn't know that you had inside of yourself, like things that you need to hear and you need to understand. They just subconsciously come out and you just look at these characters and you reflect on it. And you're like, wow, that actually, that actually like came out of me. Like I actually created that and I needed to hear that for myself. And I actually said it out loud, you know? So, um, what was the <laughs> I it it just it reminds what was the me <laughs> No I think, You answered it. <laughs> yeah, you answered it. It's just okay. it reminds me it reminds me of things like puppet therapy or like uh mm-hmm. theater therapy where yeah. you're basically just examining your your own problems with like this barrier yeah. of another like person so that you're not as self conscious when you're mm-hmm. when you're thinking about it. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's 
kind of brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling, I was actually talking to one of my friends and I was like, I actually want to do a psychological study on TTRPGers and LARPers yeah. and how it can be used as intensive therapy for people. Because I know a lot of people that have gotten through traumas and have gotten through a lot of like psychological strife because of D&D and because of TTRPG and because of LARP. Because I mean, like you said, you are another person facing the problems that you have. And, you know, uh, sometimes those characters teach you how to cope and they teach you that it's going to be okay. And you explore pain that you didn't necessarily know that you had, um, which I mean, speaks for theater in general, yeah, um, especially true. with acting. Yeah. And that's why, you know, sometimes method acting can get a little dangerous yeah. because, um, you know, you take on the psyche of another person, but uh, it's been proven before through drama therapy that, you know, sometimes acting out and role-playing and doing and doing all these things can help and it can cause a, it can cause a lot of healing for a person um so i've been thinking about doing like a study on that uh or some sort of experiment or something with my own homebrew um but i would of course have to like probably talk to psychologists and everything and do all that great stuff right, but right. um to do it safely of course um but yeah, I've always found it very fascinating. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, delve deeper into LARPing and stuff. Uh, so, yeah. It mm -hmm. sounds like there's a lot of validity in that. I think that I have a, a gut fear that if those environments are not set up responsibly, though, that that level of vulnerability like can do so much harm. Um, mm -hmm. But on the flip side, what you're describing, it sounds certainly... I don't know. It sounds better than some therapy I've had. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the reason why it helps so much is because people are not themselves. And, you know, as humans, unfortunately, sometimes we are very uncomfortable in our own skin and we're very uncomfortable as ourselves. And it's really sad, but um, that's kind of why I put all of my attributes that I want to strengthen about myself into solstice because I wanted to teach myself that I can be those things because I do have those attributes and I can be, um, I can be a strong person, but I can also be delicate and I can also feel things and I can also express things, especially as a black woman, uh, a black femme woman, um, person. And it, it just taught me a lot about delicacy and being able to let go of those things and let go of, um, pent up emotions um and that i am allowed to feel things uh regardless of what people say around me um or what society says around me so uh so yeah it was uh it was very eye-opening and i felt like super satisfied after i came home aside from like the larp lead and everything i was like wow that was a good game and you know i learned a lot from solstice and i learned you know that I have parts of myself that I need to unravel and parts of myself I need to unpack and look deeper into. Um, so, yeah, go LARP. <laughs> do, go you, LARP. <laughs> do you document the experience at all? Like, do you journal as the character during or anything like that? Actually, uh, she took, uh, Solstice took over my Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> okay, that's so fun. 
because I, I love stuff like that. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it gets me going. Like when, when LARP players are like, I'm going to document as this person. I'm like, yes, you are. And so <laughs> I literally had Solstice uh, take over my Twitter and uh, you could tell when she was starting to get possessed because the tweets would start getting more and more like disconnected from each other. And then she posts this really cool picture that me as the player, Bree, took in the bathroom. And I put my, <laughs> I put my, uh, I put my uh, camera on portrait mode and I added some darkness here and there. I'll have to send it to you both. Yeah, but, I would love to see please. that. <laughs> it's the coolest picture that I've ever taken of myself. And um, I posted it and uh, the caption was the darkness called and I said yes or something like that. Um, and yeah. And I also have on my YouTube channel, I have like a 40 minute video, which a lot of videos that cover these kinds of events are relatively that long. Um, a 40 minute video over Albion, it covers the mechanics, it covers a little bit about Solstice, how that worked. Um, and it also uh, shines light on Moonrise LARP games and what they're about and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, if y'all, if y'all can watch a video for 40 minutes, I won't be offended if you can't because it's a long video. Um, if you can, uh, if you want to watch, you totally can. It's on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. So yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to. I'm like really excited. <laughs> like, all right, what's like, I feel like there's also got to be, there's so much depth and introspection and, and drama and stuff, but there's got to be also like some pretty silly moments. Do you have like a good, like, like ridiculous story, like something that like was just absurd or hilarious or just like antics-y? <laughs> yes. Um, so there was this artifact and it was called, it was the Wand of Albion and Albion himself wielded this wand when he was quote-unquote alive um and it sat on like a little pedestal in the school well solstice got possessed as she does and she took the wand and she didn't remember that she took it and so she is literally walking around and this giant wand i kid you not it's probably like an, it's probably like an arm length um, a giant wand is in the back of her skirt and she's not noticing until someone takes her to the side and she's, and they're like, you know, you have the whole ass wand of Albion in your back pocket. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Solstice <laughs> was like, huh? Um, <laughs> and so she took it out and she's like, oh, okay. Um, so she kind of had to, I don't know, give it back. Um, and there was this other, <laughs> there was this other running gag that she had where she had these little horns coming out of her, coming out of her head, it was an entity. And uh, she took a picture and put it on, and put it on Twitter. And she was like, I can't remember what I said for her. She was like, these damn horns get in the way and I can't even put my wig on or something like something <laughs> stupid, something so stupid. I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess Solstice has wigs now, whatever. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, it was really important to find moments to laugh during that game because it was heavy in a lot of parts. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just little things like that. And there were so many jokes and like so many, um, so many people playing pranks and stuff. Like it was, it was lighthearted aside from like 
the main story it was it was very lighthearted and it was it was a good time it was a lot of fun (laughs) I had a feeling I was like I could see so many like just this environment just fostering like silliness and uh, and fun (laughs) I'll have to I'll have to tag uh, I'll have to tag you both in the tweets that she made. Yeah, especially that picture. We really want to see that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I will definitely send that to you. <laughs> so one thing that we often try to do, just because we're 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 coming up on an hour, um, one thing that we try to do is when we present a, a new topic to each other, we try to give each other something that we can try to do to engage with it, especially if we never have before. I know that we can't like go out and do a LARP, but Mm -hmm. are there any like uh, something that we could do to learn more about LARP? Would you recommend like a show or a, or a uh, maybe there's a YouTuber or a, Mm -hmm. like something that's written that you would recommend that we look into if we wanted to learn more? There is, uh, there's like, three YouTubers that come to mind. Um, there's Kaza Marie, there's Momo O'Brien, and then I would check out um, Uh Oh Burns's uh, content. Piper has a lot of really good stuff. They have documented a lot of events and a lot of adventures. Um, and Momo actually makes uh, little movies dedicated to the things that she's been to. And uh like really nice quality and like she uh she talks about it in detail she talks about her characters a lot um kaza does the same thing and so does piper um piper talks about the mechanics of you know larps and everything and being uh being a black woman in larp too um she's talked about that a few times as well uh and Kaza does like a lot of diary stuff as far as, you know, documenting the event and uh, explaining it as, uh, as she went along. So yeah, those three uh, have really good representations of uh, like LARPs that they've been to and whatnot. Um, same thing with Azurai. Uh, Azurai, they have some good stuff too uh, in their older stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, those are some good people to start off with. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I just have that one video on uh, on Albion that you can check out too. Um, trying to think of other people. Oh, uh, there's also my friend Dan. Um, they go by Darker Larper. Uh, they have a lot of stuff as well. Um, oh, wait. I just, I think I just uh, added them on something. That name is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I love Dan. Um, Dan's really cool. Uh, and on Moonrise LARP Games, uh, they actually are kind of like a baby company of the, uh, Otherworld Theater Company, um, and they have websites and stuff that you can go on there, you can read about Albion and stuff in detail, um, trying to think, I think, I think those are all the ones that I can think of, oh, and also, uh, Piper Peculiar Productions is a really good one. Um, and there's this event that's supposed to be coming up, hopefully. It's called Unseen LARP. They have a Twitter that you can check out. Um. Oh, wow. This is yeah, there's, a there's huge a there's, list of resources. That's so cool. Yeah, there's so many resources on it now, and it's wonderful because these people make it very accessible for everyone to, to watch and enjoy and do all that great stuff. 
Do you have a recommendation if a listener might be interested or me might be interested in the NPC volunteering that you had mentioned? Yeah. Um, Piper is um, actually working on something and um, she is going to be an NPC for a certain LARP. Um, I don't know if she's going to make a video about it just yet because the event hasn't happened yet. It might not happen until next year. Um, but I'm assuming she's going to. Um, you can also talk to the owner of um, Moonrise LARP Games. Uh, her name is Tiffany Schaefer. She's super nice and she's super informational about that stuff. She is like a book of knowledge when it comes to LARP. Um, and she can probably, she can honestly like break down what it means to be an NPC, what it entails. Um, and you know, just what to expect with it. Um, I think, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's, that's it. a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's Thank you. Lot. you gave us like such a wealth of information. Um, yeah. um for yeah. sure. Uh, so I know that everything is, is, is wacky and wild in the world. Uh, what are you doing after this Brie? After after COVID or after no Rana. after this after <laughs> this we I no longer think in the big picture because I just I can't even I can't have any idea what's going on. I in- feel you. I feel you on that. <laughs> I, I can't even think about a year later. Um, after this, I'm actually doing a campaign for my homebrew tonight. So oh, nice. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going over to my best friend's place to pick her up and then I'm going to start prepping for it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because I'm actually uh, looking into making a lore book for uh, my homebrew. Yeah. Holy moly. That sounds mm-hmm. cool and ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ex- we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but oh, and I do need, before Avalon and I talk about what we're doing after this, I, uh, I do want to ask you, can you just tell everybody about Here to Stay? Uh, and the yeah. awesome stuff that you're doing with that? Yeah, so okay. uh, Here to Stay is my uh, my original um, merch line that I created a few months ago. And it is basically telling everyone in their communities that people of color are here to stay and we aren't going anywhere and we need to be in the forefront of these communities because nine times out of ten we are creating them and um we uh we deserve the space within these communities and we deserve um recognition as well um so basically uh i have a shop through so nerdware which you should totally check out their shop because they support a lot of artists um and they're hosting um, all of my merchandise and you can go there and all of the proceeds go to um, content creators of color um, in their communities monthly. I kind of just do like a randomizer and I put names in and it chooses it for me and we uh, divide all of the funds up uh, amongst those people. Um, I don't get anything out of it. I don't expect to get anything out of it um, because these people need to be paid for their beautiful work. They need to be recognized and people need to understand that, you know, these nerd communities cannot continue to be white exclusive or else they're going to fail. Um, it's that it's that simple. And thankfully, you know, everyone has responded to it very positively, um, except for like the trolls, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, 
but I'm just really glad that it's becoming a symbol for people of color. Um, and I'm glad that everyone is, you know, uh, contributing to the fund and giving and wearing all the wonderful merch that was created by So Nerdware uh, and Maddie uh, specifically. Yeah, it's Maddie. That's Maddie. Has, <laughs> Maddie. Oh my God, Maddie has been helping me through all Maddie's of this. So because, good. Yeah, because I was like, I've never ran a business before. He's like, here's how it goes. Um, oh, he's so, wonderful. Yeah, he really yeah. is. What a supportive he, little cat. Yes, yes, he's so wonderful. But yeah, that's here to stay. Um, the link is in my bio of my Twitter. So you can go ahead and go to my bio and just click on the link and everything will pop up there. Great. And we'll include it in the episode description too. So people can just go on. Yeah. Sounds uh, good. Correctly. The design is your, you design the, the symbol for it, which mm-hmm. is really, it's really beautiful. Like, thank you. I, it's, <laughs> it's really nice. Um, but yeah. So that's uh, here to stay. Thank you for sharing that. Avalon, mm-hmm. what are you doing after this? I actually have a D&D game immediately after this. Oh, wow. So I'm going to be fashionably late, but I think that this conversation <laughs> was probably more fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to make a very, very, just fingers crossed, attempt to find some way to be outside. Uh, we live in New York City, so play mm. Space is uh, an issue, but we just mm-hmm. really want to be outside for a few hours and just like have s- some time in the air. So we're going to go see if that. we can find somewhere that we can be that's not around people out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for being with us, Bree. Yes, thank you, Bree. Thank you so much. Thank this you. was like effortless. Uh, you are <laughs> the top. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. I appreciate it. And good luck with all of your endeavors and, and everything going forward. Okay, thank you so much. Excellent. Bye. Bye. Bye.